We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes, indeed. Welcome into the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. The Saints win in a thriller, 27-26 over the Atlanta Falcons, one in which and they blew another big fourth-quarter lead. I'm talking about the Dirty Birds. 16-10, they were on top of the Atlanta, the Saints. Oh, you mean 26-10? 20, yeah, 26-10, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, a lot worse 16-10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, I'm yeah. still kind of – my brain's still trying to process what just happened. Right. All right, here is the Cajun Cannon Bobby Bears rant. Bobby, floor is yours. Well, uh, boy, you know, you say a tale of two halves. You know, you say, boy, did we come to play? And you look at the first half, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have a halftime speech or the coach does something and they come out swinging in the second half. Oh, a tale of two halves. Well, it was a tale of three quarters, then one quarter. Yeah. Or not even one quarter. We didn't really get going. 11 minutes in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, it was 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, we decided to play. What a wake-up call. No, uh, listen. We play like this the majority of the season. Uh, we'll be lucky if we'd be 7-10. and 10. It might be more like 6-11. and 11. Hello? No, uh, we're not that – you're not good enough. The parody in the NFL, we're not good enough uh, to get off the slow start like that and expect to uh, win. The, the NFL is that good, uh, but the bottom line is, you know, no one cares. It's going to come the end of the season. It counts two for one. Division opponent's going to come in December. You're just going to see if you want to lose the game. Now, this is what you describe as an ugly win. But you can have a great win or an ugly win, and they all count the same. Yeah, but this win can also do some things, Bobby, for you going forward. When you come back like this. Yeah, no, you know what it can do? It can humble you to show you just can't show up Uh, because we got whooped on the line. I mean, how many sacks we had? Four. Uh, No, how many sacks we had? None, Uh, zero. Zero. How many sacks they had? Four. I mean, so, uh, no, there's, there's a lot to correct. And the bottom line is, uh, like, it's always better to win, obviously, when you're breaking down your mistakes uh, than when you lose. Uh, but it just goes to show you, in the history of this series, about a giant sample size. Christian, you know what the record now is um, in, in the regular season between Atlanta and the Saints? 53 to 53. <laughs> now, 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 think about that. The, the, the odds of that happening. You went to my parody. They won 53, that being the Dirty Birds, and the Huda Nations won 53 games. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But when you look at what I've done for me lately, more than a 2-1 to one advantage since the Sean Payton era. And now Dennis Allen's, I uh, want to know, we're 23-10 and 10, uh, since 2006. So it just shows you how far behind we're, and now we got back up. So 53-53, to 53, uh, look, this is a good trend. Uh, we've, uh, if you look at it, the black and gold uh, are now, uh, have won four consecutive uh, season openers. 
uh, you know, that wasn't all the case. Uh, and that's the first time in history that we won four consecutive openers uh, in, in Saints history. Uh, we've also now, um, Christian, you know, you say home field advantage, don't field advantage, whatever. The Saints have now won the last five games played in Atlanta. So th- that that's a big sample size. The last five games we played in the ATL, the Saints have come out on top. That's because of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, they, they, they feel they, right at home. Well, well Mercedes-Benz I know Caesars is now. Stadium, and they, yeah, and they, 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 maybe that was a jinx to take that name or, or something, you know. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, we've had their number, but it was nothing to write home uh, from the get-go. I thought a number of opportunities, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. I mean, uh, you never would want the game uh, to start this way. Uh, as they go uh, nine plays, uh, they only got a, a 54-yard field goal, but uh, but we started out three and out. I mean, you could break uh, break down the first three quarters. Like, did we even want, want to play the game? I mean, we basically gave up five, and, and we were good run defense team. See, this is what's puzzling. Last year, it was, oh, hey, that's last year. Well, no, it's a lot of the same players. We gave up 3.7 yards a run. Well, today we gave up five and a half yards a run. Basically, a look at Patterson, like Deuce said, at number 84. Uh, boy, he looked like a power running back. Uh, he had 120 yards. And we've been able to stop individual rushers from getting 100 yards. I mean, we had like the NFL record. But they, uh, the Falcons really looked at that Eagles film and, and they emulated a lot of those similar uh, yeah, a, a lot of those similar plays, and I, I thought Marcus Mariota um, was poised at times. He looked like he was playing uh, with a lot of confidence. Jameis then looked like he was playing with a lot of confidence until that fourth quarter. Uh, you got to give uh, uh, Jameis credit, how he hung in there. Uh, the only offense we had at the beginning uh, was Taysom Hill. And, you know, we actually took a 7-3 lead right there. We go five plays, 77 yards in two minutes uh, to take that 7 to three uh, lead and uh, and then you know when it kind of to me kind of started like it was going downhill. Then Pete Warner caused the fumble and then recovered by uh, Bradley Roby. So we ended up plus one in the turnover margin. So we need to stay on that plus side throughout the season. But when Lutz missed that forty-six yard field goal, and it seems like from that time on, that was at the latter part of the first quarter, and and it just seems like uh, it went downhill. Because if you look at they had a drive with Patterson. They went nine plays, 66 yards, and he had eight rushes for 53 yards in that drive. So uh, that, it was nothing to write home about. Uh, a very humbling, I said, learning experience. Uh, you know, you have to come to play. The Saints were almost looking at the beginning. Oh, we're just going to show up as the Falcons. They're not very good, and we're going to win this game. No, it's the NFL. You, you better come ready to play. I thought at times uh, they were picking on Bradley Roby. Uh, not having Paulson or Debo in there. Uh, you could see a number of times he was uh, targeted. Now, uh, looking at let me see what he did. He ended up having, I want to say, uh, he had a foam recover, had a one pass defended, but it seems like they're going after. You know who actually was active is Pete Warner had 11 unassisted tackles, 12 total, tackle for loss, a forced fumble. Uh, but just to go to show you Patterson, I've I seen him slap run over Honey Badger and Marcus May like a couple of times. That you That's better, not your typical receiver either. No, no you, you, better pack a, you better pack a lunch uh, when you're going to, going to tackle him, but he's going to slap run you over. Uh, I, I thought uh, that when you look at Winston at times, with, um, with Michael Thomas, the timing was just off. I mean, with the throws uh, – 
Uh, but really, I think it was their first game together. You can't draw it up any perfect. Those back shoulder touchdown throws, that's how you draw it up. I mean, uh, the coverage is there. You just have to have a very accurate throw, and you have to have a receiver that's going to make contested catches and also have uh, strong hands when all said and done. I'd say this is something uh, that we got to get better. Um, we were good in, in preseason with this third down defense, even though Dennis Allen looks like said we No, we were uh, 38%. They were 5 or 13 If you can give up, uh, you know, in the 30s uh, percent as far as third down They're defense. They're used to being in the – the, the, the low 33s. 30s, yeah, yeah, right. But but that but that wasn't bad. I'm saying, and now, now we were bad offensively. We were only four of thirteen for thirty one percent. Now, uh, you know, if they were four thirteen, it's just one third down. But when you look at this continued um, red zone, we were hundred percent and goal to go we hundred percent. Well, they were fifty percent. We had the number one red zone defense. You know, whether you're getting a turnover or forcing a field goal, they were two of four and goal to goal they end up being two for three. No, that that could be the difference whether uh, you know you're winning or losing, but uh, it's because it takes them in the running. Uh, but they all had a high average. It's just the ebb and flow of the game because we're having to play catch up. But Kamara averaged four point three yards a carry. Ingram five point five. Takes them ridiculous. Uh, twenty twenty and a half. Twenty point three yards. But we ended up like one hundred fifty one yards, basically eight yards uh, average. Uh, we had nineteen attempts, but again we had to play catch up. But they ran the ball. And I think they want to do this with Marcus Mariota uh, 38 times, but we gave up 201 yards rushing. Again, that's like we were playing the Eagles. You know, last two times we played the Eagles, when they basically had 200-plus yard uh, rushing games. But again, we gave up four sacks. We didn't get any. I mean, I thought this was uh, one of Demario Davis's uh, poor, poorest games in a uniform. I, 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 I saw one time uh, Patterson just ran, ran right through his tackle. So it, it definitely wasn't the wolf pack to me. It was like maybe the, the wolf pups, uh, the, the the little puppies still in the den, uh, not quite uh, coming out the, the way we tackled then. Uh, I thought Marcus May um, made plays at time. He ended up with uh, eight, uh, nine total tackles. He also had a, a forced fumble. Uh, Cam Jordan wasn't as impactful as he has been in past uh, Falcons games. So, uh, really, it was kind of, think how, you know, when you talk about, oh, this defense has a chance to be the Dome Patrol, I'd say not so fast. Uh, slow your roll on that one. Uh, because of this type of game that they, they had against Atlanta. You know why? Because it was in the trenches. You know, you can sometimes get burned and all that, but, but when you look on uh, who's manhandling who, uh, well, we finally turned around, but you'd have to say overall, they're always a defensive line. Um, they were kind of punking the Saints, and, and that's that's very humiliating. So, listen, I think this might be a good thing because we won. Down to go against Tampa Bay, then you're gonna try and redeem yourself and win. Well, in the two trenches. totally different offenses. Right, 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 right. And then, but but still trying to win those battles and be more dominant because uh, you know who you know who we still uh, couldn't block. I mean, he whipped three of our linemen, and that being uh, 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 Grady, Grady Jarrett. Jarrett. Grady Jarrett, uh, he had like a sack, sack and a half, two sacks, two quarterback hurries, tackle for a loss. He beat three out of our five linemen. He beat uh, uh, Cesar Reese, he beat Hurst, he beat Andrews Pete one time in the double team. So, uh, no, that's what we expected. And you know who else? We didn't call David Onyemata. They even mentioned his name. I mean, guys that we are counting on to come up big time, they're not happening again. 
Uh, no interceptions, uh, which is good for Jameis. Uh, we didn't get any interceptions. But, uh, you know, we fumbled one time. They had two fumbles, so we ended up being plus one. Now, this one, the cusp uh, of killing ourselves, uh, we ended up having eight penalties, 99 yards. So I said nine penalties or more, 100 yards. So that could cost you. Uh, that could cost you. Then they're possessing the football uh, seven and a half minutes uh, more than we had it. And uh, when, when you look at it also that uh, what, what killed us at the game, I, I thought it was uh, bad clock management. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding uh, going on at the end uh, where, I mean, okay, why are we clocking and the clock stop? I, I, th- I think Dennis Allen was telling James to clock it and they didn't realize that was a penalty. But then, but also it's third and four, it's third and four, and then we're clocking it. And there, there's enough time to try and get a first down and get closer. Now, Will Lutz made the field goal, so it's a moot point. But uh, I said bad clock management, third and four, and we spiked it. It wasn't like there was – I mean, it was 20-some seconds left. So I, I think – And if you, if you don't spike it and you run more clock, the Falcons may not possess the ball and have that wild – if he kind of finished, we had at the end. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, then again, you got to take Marcus May uh, dropped the pick at the end. It hit you right in the gut. You got to you got to make those type of plays. You know, we would say Marcus Williams makes that, but Marcus May has to make it. And then Lattimore, are, are you an idiot? What are you doing? The dude, you might have been wanting to fight that guy uh, the whole game, but but you you can't go and slam him and get a fifteen yard penalty because all of a sudden, Koo has a chance. To maybe a kick a Tom Dempsey game-winning type kick. Now Peyton Turner was able to block it, so so good for the Saints. I mean, this is a win. You feel like uh, like very humbled, and, and you say, "Boy, we really, stole it." Yeah, but we stole the win. Without, but it all counts the same. And uh, I think this is good for us to get uh, slapped around and said, "Hey, we're not that good. We can't just show up if we're going to do something this season." And so we are one one and on the NFC South. Uh, Carolina lost to Cleveland. Uh, we're up on the Falcons, so they're zero and one. Now we're going to see what Tampa Bay is going to do against Dallas. So uh, we off to no matter how it looked, we're off to the start that you wanted to get off to, and that is one and zero. And the only thing that uh, Christian, I, this one, your blood pressure would not have rose if we'd have had more drives like we had with Taysom Hill, where we went five plays, seventy-seven yards. In about uh, two minutes, and we had uh, taken the lead, and we thought, okay, here we're here we going to go now, even though they had that little drive, and we had went three and out. But other than that, a, a win's a win, and, um, uh, you know, a, a, a lot to correct. I'm glad Michael Thomas and uh, James Winston finally got to play one another. And how they did in the fourth quarter, uh, I'm not saying you can do that. For fourth quarter, sustain that. But you need to do that at least three out of the four. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All right, it's the point after Saints win 27-26. We're just getting started here. Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick, this is the Community Coffee New Orleans, on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back here on The Point After on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. I'm Christian Garrick. If you listen carefully, if you listen carefully, you can hear the Falcons fans' tears. All six of them. You can hear all six of them crying. Welcome back to The Point After, Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick. Saints win 27-26. We'll get to the calls in just a second. But Jameis Winston went into the injury tent, and right before those two drives where they ended yeah, up scoring touchdowns. It looks like we were all speculating, is Andy Dahl going to come in? Uh, well, did he hurt his – what did he hurt? He was going in the injury tent. It was something. Don't know. But hey, whatever he, it was. He was kind of weird on that one hit when he dumped it off to the running back. Mm-hmm. He was all kind of twisted and I think, stuff. So. I think – I, I was doing some lip reading, and I think he, he was telling Car- Pete Carmichael my back. Something about my back. I don't know if he got bent up a little bit. Yeah, no, it, it was like weird, like could have, a weird torque and, and how he turned. So, But if he struggles in the future, Bobby. Just go to the injury tent. Just go to the injury tent and come out, and he's and no telling what they're doing in that tent, and he comes out and kicks butt. I'm all for it. I'm all for that. If he's Go to the tent. If he's, I'm not going to wait till the fourth quarter, though. I'm going to say if it's kind of – they end in the first quarter, second beginning, of the second quarter. Just if it's not working out, just go in the injury tent. And they come out, then you like Superman's cape, you know, and then then you just get off. But I can tell you one thing: if I was from Mars and I just flew in and I'm watching, don't know anything about these two teams, who do you think was the rebuilding offensive line and who was the established offensive line? The Saints line? and the Falcons were established. The Saints <laughs> yeah. were the rebuilding, right? And we thought it was just the opposite. Because I have a text right here. Uh, hey, Bobby, what the hell is going on with the offensive line? Uh, this is from uh, 5446. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, all I know is Hurst is Hurst is he is what he is. That's why they drive Trevor Penning. Uh, listen, we we might all be dead and and not see another like uh, uh, Teron Armstead or Willie Rolfe type. You know, we hit the lottery when you think of that. And then you had Ryan Ramchek, but as far as like Willie Rolfe and Teron Armstead, so right now, look at that. And then even with Hurst and Andrews Pete, maybe they went on the same page. Uh, Grady Jarrett split them and, and, and got a sack. Cesar Ruiz, Grady Jarrett just ran by him uh, one time. Uh, I, I thought the Falcons offensive line, they were the ones that were playing inspired and coming off the ball. So I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm puzzled by that because – I think next week we play Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's line's the one that's supposed to be struggled. And we're we going to be the one that we hope was established. But I don't know. You might flip a coin. The way our offensive line is right now, you got to put a lot of pressure on uh, our good friend Zach Streif and Doug Marone. they got to get those guys going. We got Now, you might say, um, well, uh, you know, we ran the ball well. 
and we did, uh, considering not only 19 rushing attempts, but even when you take out Taysom, we still ran the ball well. Kamara averaged 4.3, Ingram 5.5, uh, but but with Taysom, uh, like that, that was ridiculous. How now th- those run plays by Taysom, boy, talk about well blocked. That's like coaching clinic. And what we did, did how you we see just the block? mauled Atlanta. Sorry. Did you see the block that Mark Ingram threw oh, it was on that touchdown? It was run? awesome. It, it was awesome. It, 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 it was the, No, it was like how you would teach. If you're running that play and you're trying to teach another team how you want this block. And that's not a running – I mean, that's not a fullback. Okay, that's a running back. It just goes to show you Mark Ingram, that's a unselfish player. Because there's not a lot of running backs that would be – especially, you know, Mark Ingram's not featured anymore. But there's just not a lot of guys that have had success like Mark Ingram has and. Now you want me to block? Yeah, he yeah. He does it willingly. Now, the only thing he did, he, he had a, a, a winning game for the team and himself, and you can't have that turnover. Uh, you know, you, you can't have that fumble. Uh, it's just because the way the game was going. Uh, but, uh, but Marcus but, Mariota's fumble was even bigger going in when he was scrambling. He The, the, the he Falcons had, he, were looking to close the game. He's in. It had been goal to go. He gets the first down, and he's not going to get an extra yard and a half. I mean, then he fumbles. You got to get down. Uh, he's too hard headed. I mean, he got the first down already. But good for the Saints. I mean, they, you, we need that was a crucial play. That 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 was one reason why we won. The biggest question I have, honestly, is, and I'm thankful that they did. But why did Atlanta change their defense? Why they were up 16, but they they got really conservative. Yeah, the, you have to be to me. You have to be more aggressive and and try and confuse Jameis in the protection and all that and the different looks. Uh, because it seems like they were a lot soft. And, and Jameis has the arm. He, he could put it in those holes. And so, uh, yeah, at the end, it was just a fourth-quarter Falcons. That's all can you say. You say that's what they done. That's what they did. Not only, you know, you say 28-3, to but, but this goes even last year. Mm-hmm. The, they were like the worst fourth-quarter team in the whole NFL. They scored three fourth-quarter points today. Yeah. Falcons going to do what the Falcons do best choke artists this is the community coffee new orleans saints radio network back here on the point after along with the cajun cannon bobby abear i'm christian garrick you witnessed a good one today 27 26 saints win come from from behind they trailed by 16 points with 11 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter and the atlanta falcons defensive coordinator decided to change his approach and of course the saints took advantage of it right to our oaken heart jewelers talk and text lines nikki in baton Rouge, or excuse me bro bridge you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, Nikki. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I need an explanation. The, the last Saints drive, we threw a ball to Jarvis Landry. He stepped out of bounds. The clock stopped. Everybody should have known that, but the quarterback didn't. Well, the coach anyway, didn't know. Coach Allen didn't know either. That's why oh, he was okay. telling. The first time he was telling Jameis to spike it, uh, that was a mistake. But the second spike, Here, uh, go ahead. The, the second spike, that was all on Jameis. It was third and four. Uh, I mean, right. uh, that third and four, you had 23 seconds left. Why are you spiking it on third and four? He could have he thrown an out pass. Yeah, or, 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 or run up the middle. You could do anything. Third and four, you, you, you have enough time. You can do a run or a pass play with 23 seconds. Hell, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you could uh, get a little bit closer. Who knows that? Let's say we gained five or six yards. It might have made all the difference whether Will Lutz is going to make it or not. But he didn't make it, so he bailed him out. Correct. Here's my question: The, the umpire threw a flag and, and said intentional grounding because the clock was not running. Right. I was right. Came out. 
When they snapped the ball, they took one or two seconds off the clock. Winston spiked it. Now that's a penalty. Let's say he was going to drop back and try to throw it out for five yards. Somebody's in his face, and he, he's in the pocket, and he throws it at the foot of a running back. They're they going to call a penalty for that, too? Well, you can't spike it because I think the clock was running. That was the thing because Jarvis Landry was was touched it's down, but he wasn't out of at bounds. 39, at 39 seconds, the clock stopped. I don't, I don't remember the same way you do, Nikki. I, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at it. But the reason why they got intentional grounding is because he spiked the ball. You're inside the you're inside the tackle box. You're throwing a, you're throwing. A, but it, it's it's confusing. No, no, no that's what that's what happened. I, I think it was uh, maybe 33 seconds because when you get 39. intentional, no, 139. It was less than that because whenever you get like intentional grounding or pen, penalty under a minute, it's a 10 second runoff. So they had a 10-second. Well, why is it a penalty? The ref said intentional grounding. He spiked the ball when the clock was not running. The clock was running when he snapped the ball. No, but, but, no, 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 no. When you were looking, the clock was not, not running. The clock that was running was the uh, uh, play clock. The play clock. It, it wasn't you, the, you not, can, not the play clock. The, uh, you, but you can watch it. It was 39 seconds. The game clock? It took one no, second no. off. Oh, okay, well, not the, the game clock was stopped, but it's the um, – so you don't get delayed game. It's the play clock. The play clock, yeah. So so that's probably what you saw, Nikki, on, on, the, on the TV screen. All right, thanks for the call, Nikki. Uh, Ryan in Covington. Go ahead, Ryan. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Well, Christian, it's so weird that you and Bobby brought that up because my mind was blown when, he, when the guy changed his uh, strategy. It didn't make any kind of sense to me. He, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm glad that we won the game. I've just never seen anything that odd before. It's like he was betting on the Saints or something. Like, why would you do that? I don't understand. Because I think they got conservative. They, look, we've seen similar things, Bobby, in the past with other defenses. I, I would say that Dennis Allen with a 16-point lead would probably throttle well, down at well, that point. Yeah, the whole cliche, Ryan, you always hear, uh, well, we are aggressive. We're getting after the opposing quarterback. And then we do uh, a prevent defense. Yeah, prevent us from winning. Uh, you know you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, we go, bam, but don't break. Don't give up a big play. And then we were just gashing them. Uh, we were gashing them with chunk plays. And, uh, I mean, look, like 21 yards, 21 yards, 20 yards, uh, 7, 9, uh, bam, bam, bam. I mean, all, all of a sudden, think about this. The, the score is 26 to 10, and we go four, we go 75 yards in four plays. That's when we made the two-point play uh, to Alave. In a minute and 29 seconds, we go 26 to Johnson, uh, Juwan Johnson. Uh, 15 to Kamara, 31 to Landry, then uh, the touchdown pass uh, to Michael Thomas. Bam, bam, yeah, bam, bam, I mean, four plays. Like, well, I guess, I guess one thing I can say, everybody knows what to do uh, against this next week. Well, well, <laughs> well no. Strategy, the, it works. Well, that's a, that's a different personnel and offense next week. I mean, Marcus Mariota – is uh, he's much more mobile? Oh yes, yes. Than, than he, 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 he's no, one of the most mobile guys. Going yeah. After the Saints, he's talking about the, uh, the, the Tampa Bay's defense versus the Saints' offense. That's what he's talking. Oh about. yeah, you. Yeah, if I you're think, if you're Todd Bowles, you're you're blitzing Jameis Winston next week. Oh yeah. I, I, and if you're Todd Bowles or anybody that wins, you keep you you don't call the dogs off. They were acting like they were up like forty something to nothing. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, my hat's off to the guy. I don't know his name, the, the defensive coordinator for the Falcons. Hats off to him. I'm, 
thank him very much. He did a very good job for us. Matter of fact, I'm going to give him the diamond in the rough performance of the game presented by a friend and company. You have you a should. friend in the jewelry business that's going to the Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator. Yeah, and, and uh, now the, definitely we're not going to give um, like a game ball to uh, and Coach Carmichael for, as well. A thought out play um, that the two point play was to Alave that second call uh, when we could have tied it up at twenty six twenty six. That was a bad two point play call. When we have an Ingram uh, to run that play, uh, that that looked like that didn't have a chance from the get go. So. Uh, you know, so, so that'd be a second guess, uh, asking the coach. Dean Pease, the Falcons defensive coordinator. Yeah, well. Thanks for doing that. He was outstanding with th- three quarters. but uh, he, The Saints should send him a Christmas card. Yeah. All right, we'll step away and come back. Saints win 27-26 over the Atlanta Falcons. Your calls are next here on The Point After on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bobby and Christian back here on The Point After on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby, what's on our Oakland Jewelers text line? Well, it's like we were talking about, uh, you know, with Dennis Allen, with the first spike, he thought that uh, Jarvis was still inbounds and he was out of bounds, so he's telling James to spike it. But the second uh, spike at third and four, 23 seconds left, uh, James Winston just had a brain fart. I mean, you do not need to spike the ball then. You could have, even if you're not even going forward, you let it run down to three seconds so either you make the kick or you miss it. The Falcons don't even have a chance to, to get the ball back. But the thing is, to me, you, you with 23 seconds, you could have ran a, a run play, a pass play, and even gotten 
I don't know, five, six yards closer, or maybe you don't get closer, but you don't spike it on third and four with that much time left. Here's D.A. talking about that sequence. Yeah, look, um, you know, when Jarvis went up and caught the ball, I thought he was inbounds, um, and, and you, can't, you can't intentionally ground the ball. You can't clock it uh, when the clock stopped. And, and so, look, I put that again back on me. There's, there, were, there were several things there late in the game that, you know, I felt like uh, I got to do a better job. So it'll be stuff that we'll look at. It'll be stuff that we'll learn from. Um, you know, and hopefully we'll be better when we're in that situation again. Something that, that shouldn't happen and fortunately didn't cost the Saints the game. Well, okay, uh, I beg to differ because I've practiced. they got people texting me about, uh, and I'm going to call out Graf, uh, that there's no way you run the ball up the middle with 23 seconds. Yes, you can. Because you, you, you practice, even though it's fourth down. You practice now, if it's anything less than uh, 18 seconds, you don't do it. Now, you might not want to rush a kicker, but if you have – because we, we have practices before. Let's say you run up the, the ball down the, up the middle and the clock's running. It's not stopping, so you got to get your fuel you, go unit out there that uh, you don't want anything like under 18 seconds and to try and uh, attempt that. So let's say we don't want it to try and get closer, maybe place the ball on one side of the hash or the other or, or down the middle. You still had enough time. Now, not a lot of time. You have five or six seconds. But if you're going to take the approach that uh, even in third and four and you don't want to have Atlanta to have a, a chance to come back, that's why what I say like brain fart is that James was in a hurry to spike it and he didn't have to be in a hurry to spike it. You know, you spike it so either you make the kick or you're going to miss it and the Falcons never have a chance to get uh, their hands back on the ball. So uh, that was that. And then you had even the Baco, uh, the Falcons weren't even a guy close to have a chance with Koo and a field goal attempt that uh, uh, Peyton Turner ended up blocking. What in the hell is Lattimore doing? That's not the time to fight. Come on. I mean, I don't care if you take off of the guy, you can get a, the, the receiver next time you play Atlanta or something. And you, can, you can't so, have it in that situation. You cannot can't. have that in the situation because they wouldn't even have – they'd have to throw a Hail Mary. They wouldn't even have a chance to go for a 63-yard uh, field goal in that regard. Now – uh, Christian, no, before we go back to the uh, the, um, the telephone lines, uh, this is uh, from 5147. Uh, uh, tell A. Bear, do not bet. He sucks at his analysis of games. Leave it to the pros and gambling. And then he went on to say, where was Davenport and Turner? Um, and then he goes on that, you know, Ruiz, uh, none of those guys really stepped up. And then he says, uh, Bear was not singing that tune prior to the game. He flipped his view now. Come on now. Uh, what, Christian, what view did I, I, I flip? That, okay, we didn't crush him, but we still uh, we won the game. Now, yeah, look, now, odds are for betters and handicappers. Well, the, the thing is, Christian, I, I, and I've said this the whole week, what, what was I saying? I, I didn't think our defense was going to like crush him. I, I, you know what happened? I was 50-50. I lost the five and a half, but I took the over. So it went over. You remember I was telling like 30, 20, 27, 17. What was it, like 43? 40, mm -hmm. So took the over, won that, one in that regard. So Listen, I'm happy to lose 50 bucks on, on, yeah. on that. I mean, I didn't when – I look, when I do gamble on the rare occasion, I don't sit there and throw out five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800. A couple bucks here and there. No, a, a lot of people thought that, that we were going to crush the Falcons. 
and uh, and and beat them by more five and a half. Uh, be like a, a double digit tight win if we're going to get where we want to get, uh, considering expectations. But no, it was very humbling. But a, a win is a win. It doesn't matter if we don't won 41, 38, and like it's very prolific offenses going back and forth, or it's a low scoring game. Or it's an ugly win. They, they all count the same. Yeah. I, like I said, handicappers and betters care about spreads and over and under. And well, he, he probably listened to me and he said, oh, Hebert said there's no way the Saints aren't going to cover this. Well, he never said and, that. No, and he lost some money, so he's mad. <laughs> he's Bobby. I'm Christian. It's the point after. We're coming to your calls on our Oakland Art Jewelers talking text lines next on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 27-26, it's the point after Saints win over the Atlanta Falcons, along with the Cajun Cannon. Bobby Abair, I'm Christian Garrick. Right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines. Let's go to Sam and Laplace. Go ahead, Sam, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Yeah, just uh, calling to see what y'all think what Lattimore did at the end of the game uh, what does the coach do in a situation like that? He just says okay and, and does nothing? Well, you should find him. Uh, uh, you know, uh, detrimental to the team. I think they have some kind of a policy. It might vary from team to team. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that could have cost him the game there. No, but, but, but without, without a doubt, you have to be more disciplined than that, no, no matter who it is. It doesn't matter what, what the guy did to you. Uh, I mean, you cannot cost your team or, or – or, or, you, know, you can't let your emotions get to you that much at that point. Now, yeah, uh, now the next time you, you know, and, and Lattimore's not going to forget that. So the next time you play in Atlanta, then you might give him the business within whistle to whistle, uh, you know. But he has to know the circumstance. I, and I, I don't know. Uh, sometimes uh, Lattimore could be as talented as he, he could be out of control at, at times. Now, I, I thought the one penalty he had that was nitpicking. I mean, to me, that was a 50-50 call. Now, he the holding did, call? Yeah, holding call. He, on the receiver, he did have his arms, one arm kind of around them, but sometimes they call that, sometimes they don't. So, uh, But as far as that penalty at the end, no. He thought the game's over? No, it, 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 it's not over. Even uh, No, he, he might even be interested to see how the NFL views this because, uh, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct or – uh, you know, a defenseless player, uh, if a fine could even come out the league. I, I, I'm not too sure about that, how the collective bargaining agreement is. But but that's almost like was checking somebody and and, uh, and um, really fighting uh, when the play was over. So, uh, no, Lattimore cannot do that. I think the team needs to get his attention. I think, you know what's one thing I notice? Uh, this is Sam. Sam, that um, that I think – Right now, he's trying to fill out the team. Now, I might be wrong, but I think Dennis Allen would be more buddy-buddies with Lattimore and uh, say, like, come on, we can't have that, where Sean would chew his behind out and be more in his face. Maybe Dennis and, and in the team more, meeting yeah, highlights he, he, he might be. He, he might, he might be. not do it in front of people. He might yes. just do it in a team meeting and say, hey, this is the kind of stuff that, get, that could lose us again. And, and I don't care who it is on the team. That you have to, it could be Cam Jordan, it could be Demario Davis, uh, it could, I mean, whoever is on the team, you cannot cost the team. And so I think that's one thing with all the skins on the wall that Sean Payton would have been bold with that. And hopefully Dennis gets to that point where he gets the players' attention. You can't be that selfish 
and want to retaliate against something that happened to you, and you want to, uh, like, oh, man, this guy's trying to punk me, whatever. Well, so what if he's trying to punk you? You, you can't get him back on the field and cost your team. Pito on our Oakland Jewelers talk of text lines in Lakeview. Go ahead, Pito. You're on the point after. Where you at? Hey, where you at, Bobby? Where you at, Pito? What you got? Oh, oh man. Where you at, Christian? What's up, man? Hey, listen. Have you ever seen in your 39 years, Bobby, 16 plays being run in six seconds at the end of the game? I mean, what in the hell was going <laughs> on at the end? Yeah, I know. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Uh, and it was very entertaining. It depends, I guess, if you're a Chiefs fan, not a Bills fan, that playoff game. Think about you thought the Bills were going to win, how the Chiefs go bam, 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 and they come back. Look at Atlanta because of the penalties. I mean, all of a sudden, you might say, oh, well, he's not realistically going to make a 63-yard field goal, what Tom Dempsey did, (laughs) you know, and and that's not the longest field goal ever in the NFL. So that's why I was like, you got to be kidding me. They're going to be in yeah, field goal yeah. range now? I mean, no, but good. I mean, Payne listen, Turner blocked it, so go ahead. They they, they they wanted, I think I might be a conspiracy theorist here, they wanted Buku to come out and try and get him a 63-yarder because the the Cobra Kai fifth season's coming out. That's what I think. That's a bunch of BS trying to do it on the stage. <laughs> By the way, I can't wait to. Hey, hey I'm going to hang up and listen, okay, Bobby? All right, Christian. Uh, all, right, all right, Pito. All right, Pito. Uh, by the way, I will be watching, not tonight, because I'm watching Sunday Night Football, but I, I thought Cobra P- Kai. I thought of Pito was like uh, pistache. What know, is that? Like, like, like peanut pistache. Okay. <laughs> by the way, my son's uh, taking French. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So maybe he'll be able to converse with you. Anyway. All right. All right we'll step away and come back. This is the point after Saints win 27-26 over so, the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. The, I'll never Soak have... up those Falcon tears, yeah. all six of their fans. I'm, I'm waiting for Pigeon to call. Pigeon? A pigeon. A, a pigeon. Pigeon? Oh, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> this is the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on The Point After, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abar. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Saints win 27-26 in dramatic fashion. Uh, 17-point fourth quarter, erasing a 16-point deficit by the Atlanta Falcons. And that's the 26-10, Bobby, that's the new 28-3. Well, yeah, and, and uh, if you're truly honest with yourself, uh, if you're honest who that nation member and not like, oh, the Saints are going 17-0. We're not going to lose a game, <laughs> and it ain't over till it's over. Yeah, it's not over till it's over. But if you realistically thought that, because it wasn't until 11 minutes in the fourth quarter that uh, the Saints gave you hope. Now, I'm not, you're not giving up, but you're just trying to be realistic. There's no way uh, – if you know, you take a poll. Who really thought uh, we got them right where we want them? Uh, well, we, I did we, the whole time. Come back. I did the whole time. Christian, <laughs> come on, don't be BS. I'm, uh, anybody that you can love the Saints. And there's no way this is one of the greatest comebacks in Saints history. Because you, you think about it. This was, you remember the Washington comeback when the Saints were playing Washington in the Dome? I think I think it was they were down by. Now, what year? I don't, the, I don't know. This was 2017, 18. 2017, they were down by I want to say similar. It was a, it was a, I think it was a 14 point deficit, and Drew rallied them with about nine or ten minutes to go in that ball game. I don't know. I, I have to recall. I, if you pull it up, then then I may. I, I know one time when the Texans we came back. Remember the, the very first game of the season uh, with Deshaun Watson. It was the same game that Drew set the passing record in. 
that we came back from two touchdowns, like late in the game. See, late in the game. You, you could be two touchdowns early, but when it's like 11 minutes left and to be down and, and come back like we did, no, that that's a, that's a significant uh, comeback, and it just shows you uh, the heart of the team and not giving up. Uh, you know, on the flip side, uh, you know how bad this is? This is like with eight minutes left, we were beating the Giants by 11 points. What? We lost that game? How did we lose that game? There's no way you should lose that game. Well, Atlanta got to be kicking themselves. If you just play the game the right way, what you've done to get to this point for three quarters or whatever, uh, that, that uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, for some reason, uh, they're choking. They did this last year. They were the worst fourth-quarter team, and now it's transpiring into this year. And uh, <laughs> listen – that psychologically is in the back of their minds now. Uh, no lead is never safe. and uh, but, but that's a significant comeback. This is, to me, I don't know. I'd have to research all like in Saints history, considering the amount of time left in the game and how much we were losing. It's up there. Uh, yeah. It's up there. Yeah, you know, like, like you know, in 50 years plus, this might be definitely well, in the top five ever. Well, it just goes to show you the Falcons aren't good at situational football. The Saints are. Even though they had some blunders with clock management and spikes. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Kyle, Tony, Longshoreman, Mark, Dirty Chief, Hollywood, you're next here on the Point After on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back here on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, the Cajun Cannon Bobby Abair. I'm Christian Garrick. To our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines we go. Uh, Dirty Chief in Booty. What's going on, Dirty Chief? You're on the point after. It's Dirty Steve, but um, enjoy. Oh, I had Dirty Chief in front of me. I apologize. Dirty Steve. Uh, I love a W, but a W with adversity at the beginning of the year, like Bobby said, it humbles you, it builds character. Nothing like a good win, but I also wanted to state that I think Alvin Kamara is the best player on the field every Sunday just about. And to have him not pick up blocks as well as Ingram, Ingram fumbling the ball, them not gaining yards and utilizing those two backs, I just can't see how that happened, not right. to be able to run the ball with AK yeah, in uh, some sort of way. Yeah, the, the one thing, like, and Alvin Kamara, you see when he, he he knew he got beat on that. Uh, he went outside, be inside, and, and that would never happen to Ingram, like you said, and he clapped his hands. He knew he hadn't messed up. And uh, w- when you look at it, uh, Kamara, he had, okay, four targets, and he had three catches. He had um, nine rushes, so 12. 
Shoot, we need Alvin Kamara to be touching the ball 25 to 30 times. But we didn't have any plays. You know, if you look in there, we only had 50. We only had 50. Yeah, we only had 57 offensive snaps. Uh, but we, we really then have no continuity going throughout this game. Dirty Steve, thanks for the phone call. Hollywood and Thibodeau, what's going on, Hollywood? You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hollywood, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I had to take my uh, blood pressure test. Uh, I'm in the scene <laughs> at the house. <laughs> my blood pressure was 175 or 196. So I decided to drink a couple of beers that went down because we won the game. But Bobby, on that two-point play, you don't think we should have ran that with Taysom Hill if we go run anybody? I know Taysom can get me that two yards. Well, yeah, the, the whole scheme, because uh, uh, we run that type play with Taysom, uh, not that it couldn't work uh, with Ingram, but it didn't look like that. The timing was right. And it looked like from the get-go that that play didn't have a chance uh, to have success. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the first two-point play, uh, I think we're all for that. And Holland unfolded with Alave. Uh, I mean, it looked like, boy, that was how we got them all kind of on one side and we uh, took that one-on-one matchup. Uh, but, no, that that, that could have cost us uh, because, you know, you might not never get the ball back. And we were fortunate uh, to get it back. Uh, but we have to have a – we have to, you know, normally uh, Hollywood, you know, like in college when now they make you go for two-point, you can have – like and go over time and go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Once you get past and you plan this in the offseason, once you get really past like the fourth or fifth two-point play, you run out of two-point plays. You know what I mean? It's like you're almost like drawing up stuff. Mm -hmm. So what do you think what the defense is doing? But for that to be our second best two-point play, no, we have to junk that one. (laughs) We got got to throw that one out, out, out out the building. And uh, the the one the one that Alave was nice, but um, yeah, th- that was not that was not the right home about that play selection for that. There were several plays, as Bobby mentioned, that looked out of sync today offensively. They did they just looked out of sync. There was a couple of misfires between Mike Thomas from from um, Jameis to, to Mike, Mike Thomas. Yeah, balls are behind him. Perhaps there's times where he's you know we've talked about this with Drew and Jameis has this ability at times too. You know if he sees a safety. And he doesn't want to hang his receiver out to dry. He'll throw one perhaps a little behind him, tell him, hey, slow down. So you're, slow about, down you're about right, to get your head right. ripped off. So they're still not there chemistry wise. Yeah. That, well, they didn't. I mean, it's in practice, but not in a game. This is like the first time they've really played together. When you think about it, now you might say, well, maybe they should have had a preseason game worth of snaps. But there was one play, uh, uh, Christian, I had told you, I said, that's a good pass by Jameis. And, uh, um, and, and Michael Thomas didn't get his head around. He dropped the slant. I mean, th- that was right after uh, when Pete Warner had caused the fumble and Bradley Rober recovered. And uh, we're up 7-3. to three. And we're in their, uh, ther- uh, in their uh, territory. Uh, that's when Ingram got eight yards, uh, six yards. And we was uh, like basically on the uh, 28-yard line. But right on that, Winston uh, hit Michael Thomas and he dropped the slant, but the ball like surprised him. And so you have to have that down, but they were they were in sync, obviously in that fourth quarter. Those back shoulder throws, no. If you in theory you throw it a perfect pass, no matter, and you and you like the matchup. Let's say you can have a stud cornerback guarding a bigger receiver, but just physics come into play, and if you can kind of like box them out or rotate your body, now you have to be able to make contested catches and have strong hands. Well, that's what Michael Thomas did. 
And, 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 and you look at Michael Thomas, and uh, it's not that he wasn't covered. It was a contested throw, and Jameis had confidence in him in the whole, in the whole timing. Because you're talking about the cornerback that he was beating, uh, that, he's, that's not a chop AJ liver, Terrell. A.J. Terrell. Yeah. No, he's one of the best in the NFL, so that has to help uh, their confidence and uh, to be that guy and that coach. That means that was like best going against the best, and the Saints uh, won twice with those back shoulder touchdowns. Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick gets the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after, Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick, 27-26 Saints win over the Atlanta Falcons. Mike Thomas, two touchdown grabs, five receptions, 57 yards in his first game back in over 600 days. Here is can't guard Mike after the game. Man, uh, it was a blessing just to be back out, out there with the guys, put on a uniform, contribute and add value, help this team move the chains and, uh, Add my hand into the pile for a victory. It was amazing, amazing feeling. After your life, like riding the bike, getting um, When you're surrounded by great players and great coaches, a great organization, all you have to do is just when your number's called, make your play. And um, I wish I could have made more. Uh, I feel like I left a couple plays out there, but um, we'll watch the film. We'll get that corrected, and uh, we'll come back and do better. Mike, you've seen Will make a bunch of big kicks. He all's kind of the guys that. Everybody's been saying they just felt like, all right, whatever, he's going to make this. Yeah, no, I told him I needed him. I told him I needed him. We knew it was going to come down to, you know, it was a close game, how we were playing it the whole day. And um, I told him I I needed him, and he responded well. And that's the good thing when you're surrounded by a bunch of great teammates and great players. Um, Everyone, if we do our job and contribute, sky's the limit. We can win them all. Could you feel it, like, like, Start to turn for y'all when, when you just kind of start stringing a couple of positive plays together in that fourth quarter. Then, like, you kind of feel it going going y'all's way at that point. Yeah, for sure. When we came out of halftime, we knew we were getting the ball back. Um, we knew we had. We we were completely honest with ourselves. We knew we had. Uh, we were leaving our defense out there on the field too long. Um, you know, too many three and outs, and uh, we took accountability and. Uh, Everyone, we looked each other in the eyes, and we knew what time it was. Our team needed us, and we needed to respond, and we needed to find a way to win this game, and that's what we did, and that's where the effort came from. Mike, what did it just feel like getting that end zone after the last year? Oh, man. Um, we lost for words, honestly, um, just to be able to get in the end zone, make po- uh, you know, add points for my team, um, contribute to a victory here. Week one, right off. Get off, coach always preaches getting off to a fast start. Um, as a whole, our, you know, as an offense, we didn't get completely off to a fast start. But it's not always how you start; it's how you finish. And uh, I took pride in that. And when my team needed me, and when, you know, the ball came my way, I wanted to take full accountability to make a play. Um, actually, they threw it back, so I do have it, but. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of I had a, I actually had a lot of like thoughts in my head on how I would probably celebrate, but knowing the situation of the game and you know you can't get any penalties there, or you don't want to get anything uh, to hurt this team, so kept it simple and you know put points on the board. We came back, got two, and then we, we got on the roll. Uh, uh yeah, I might I might just keep them for the dome. I feel like they'll. I'd rather give our crowd a, a, a bit, um, some excitement rather than on the road too. So I was thinking about that too. Speaking of 
For sure, um, they always do. Who that nation is great. Um, they support us well. They travel well. Um, we know how much this rivalry means to us. It's a division game. This team plays this tough year in and year out. You know, um, we know each other well. So the big thing was just coming out there, executing, and winning the game. And then also, uh, congratulations to DA for his first win as a Saints coach. That's amazing. Um, that was that was a big deal for me too, just to get him started off on the right foot and. Uh, you know, get this thing rolling and keep it going. What can you say about DA and the way that he coached today and how, how that you know, resulted from that? He did great. He's been great since he's since we put him in position to be the head coach. He's been a great leader. He's told us what he's expecting from us, and um, we've just been trying to deliver week in and week out. And um, I love playing for him, and uh, I can't wait to get more wins and hopefully get him to a Super Bowl. Mike, do you get any feel for how you guys can all fit together when you're fully in rhythm and Oh yeah, it's amazing. Um, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, Jawan, Hardy, list goes on. Callaway, all these guys. AK, Mark. It's the list goes on and on and on. Um, you know, once we calm down and play with patience and do our job, execute like Coach talks about, and uh, having precision and locking in on the details is. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it really is sky's the limit. So. Um, that was just a little taste. I, I feel like that was just a little taste. If you ask me and the guys from the receiver group, we'll probably say we didn't get started to the second half. So, I mean, that was a lot of football we let get away in the first half. So, once we we're, we're trying to play a complete game. So, once we start fine-tuning that and look at the mistakes we made and how we could get better and build, build, and catch a rhythm, I think that's when we could really talk about what it can be. Because right now, we're all capable of getting open, making a play, but these guys... These guys, we guys haven't seen anything yet. Like there was a, earlier in the week, you were saying you, you, you were looking forward to showing what you were going to do. Is this kind of what you had in mind? Um, no, I still have a lot more. I still have a lot more, man. I, I mean, when I come into games and the ball's thrown to me, I'm trying to make every play, make every catch. So that's definitely not my standard. Uh, a little rusty to me. So, um, but the biggest thing is being able to add value and put points on the board and help my team win a game and come back, all those things are will really matter. But from an individual standpoint, I still have more work to do. That was Mike Thomas. Big day, big fourth quarter for him, two touchdowns. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 27-26, Saints win in week one over the Atlanta Falcons. And a big comeback in the fourth quarter. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick here on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I've always wondered, in particular for Falcons fans, the six of them, how they handle these losses, in particular losses like this. Well, our sister station, 92.9 The Game, and their post-game, and their post-game um, session took some calls. Here's one of those Atlanta Falcons fans. I've been through all of this pain, man. I'm just... I'm just so tired of it. I, I I just want somebody to say that, that this is not acceptable. I, I just one time. I just want to hear that. I could listen to that again. Play it again. He's I've so been dejected. Through all of this pain, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just so tired of it. I I, I just want somebody to say that, that this is not acceptable. I, I just one time. I just want to hear that. Mm-hmm. A dejected Falcons fan. Well, it's especially um, 
you know, like if you get whooped, I mean, uh, the fans might have a different approach, but to me, if you get whooped, like throughout the game, it's like, man, that, that was, well, we got our butt kicked. That was very humbling. But when you give the fans hope, and then you have a big letdown. And uh, and I've been part of that. You get off to a great start and you're winning and all that. Well, and, and look at what occurred in the Super Bowl, obviously. You thought, wow, we're going to win our first Super Bowl, you know, and, and uh, against the Patriots. And then you even look at last year. The, the, they blew the most fourth-quarter leads out of any um, NFL team. And then you look at what just occurred uh, today. And they like, oh, the, here we go again. So I, I, I think they're frustrating. It just goes to show you, though, um, uh, with the NFL, that that it truly isn't over uh, till it's over. It almost – I, I don't know when you talk about greatest comebacks. You, you look at, obviously, that playoff game a long time ago uh, with the Houston Oilers and the Buffalo Bills. And actually, it was Warren Moon – I mean, I think they were winning like 31 to 3. Frank Reich. And Frank Reich was now coaching the Indianapolis Colts. He was Jim Kelly's backup in that comeback. So usually, if it's that wide of a difference, you know, it's not just double digits like 10 points, 14 points. But when you get like 26 to 10, because that's basically two touchdowns and two two point conversions. So it's not three scores, but it's almost like the odds, and it turned out to be that because the Saints didn't make their both uh, two-point two conversions. Right. So uh, it's almost like you have to give the game away <laughs> to not win it. And that's how Falcons fans feel. Like, you got to be kidding me. Well, that's uh, it's amazing how many professional coaches mismanage situational football. That's why Sean was really big on that stuff. And I think Dennis Allen almost mismanaged it by mistake. But it didn't come back to bite them. But right. the Falcons, I don't know what it is. It's not just Atlanta. You see it across the league. You've seen it several times throughout the years where a team just squanders. And the Saints did it last year, as Bobby pointed out, against the Giants. It just happens. You, you, you err in judgment. You, you, know, you, you make the wrong call, wrong decision, and it comes back to bite you. I just like seeing it happen to the Atlanta Falcons, whether it's the Saints or any other team. They were bad last year in the fourth quarter. I, was, yeah. it, was it Dallas? They were whipping Dallas last year. No, the, 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 Christian, they were the worst. Uh, they, they gave up. Like, going into the fourth quarter, I think they had the most leads out of any NFL team in, That's in, coaching. That, that they gave up. That's yeah. coaching. That's on the coach. So. The head coach in the D.C. Uh, Long Shoreman. Go ahead, Long Shoreman. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Chris and Bobby, thank you all for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. I'm lo- loving the show, loving your last little segment there so far, uh, Christian. That's a lot of good points. Uh, i tell you what, I'm usually pretty positive and, and uh, optimistic. Uh, Bobby and Mike, I'll be, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Christian, I-, I don't like what I saw up front. I'll take the W. I don't like what I saw up front in this game. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the W, but, man, look. The Saints got their ass whipped for three and a half quarters. In the trenches, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was very humbling. It, it was very, very humbling. And can I jump in here real quick, Longshore and Bobby? On social yeah, media, yeah. there's a video that's being posted of Saints fans doing a second line at Walmart in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Hey, I'll tell you what, hey, Christian, if you want to see something funny, I don't know if you can pull it up if you have to 
Google it, go on YouTube, but check out this dude, Malcolm. He's an Atlanta Falcon fan, and every time they lose, especially against the Saints, he's packing up his U-Haul and ready to move out of town. His kids are video him, and they're cracking up laughing. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, Outside of that, I do have a question. Sure. Okay? Bobby uh, and Christian, comment on this. Explain to me how the intentional grounding coming down the stretch, the intentional grounding when they're trying to, you're stopping the clock, you're trying to stop the clock, you're killing the clock to uh, get your next play ready. Why is that intentional grounding? Well, it's intentional grounding because the clock was stopped. You can't, because uh, you intentionally ground the football to stop the clock. But it was miscommunication. Yeah, the, yeah the clock was stopped. Dennis Allen thought that Jarvis Landry uh-huh. landed uh-huh. inbounds and he was out of bounds. That so makes the, more sense. Okay. So, so the okay. clock stopped. You don't have to, like, ground it. So Yeah, yeah, that was just bad, bad management. Okay. No, so the, the first uh, time that we uh, we grounded the ball, that was Dennis Allen's fault. The second time when we had uh, – it was third and four, and James yeah. Winston's hurrying up, hurrying up uh, oh, to, to, yeah. to ground the ball. No, uh, uh, James had a brain fart there, I, I think, because you, you want to – Okay, let's say you don't even want to run a play and try and get a little bit closer for Will Lutz. That right. that that you let it go down. So either uh, you know with twenty three seconds, you either let it go down to where you know Lutz is gonna um, is gonna make the kick, or uh, uh, like you, you or he's gonna miss it. Then the yeah, you fa- win or lose the game right there. And the Falcons don't get the ball back. Uh, okay, but we've practiced this in the past. I know it. You're on the cusp. It's right at 17, 18, 19 seconds that teams practice this, where in theory you can run a play up the middle and they spot the football and then you can run your kicking unit out there and still have a chance to kick. So let's say like uh, the kicker might want it on the left hash, the right hash. It's not like college where the hashes are wide. You know, it's really much down the middle. And pro kickers, I mean, it just it shouldn't really matter. Uh, but let's just say you wanted to maybe you could get five yards closer. I mean, it just sounds better a 46-yard attempt versus a 51 attempt, mm-hmm. whatever. Now, a pro kicker should be able to make both of them. But I'm telling you, even with 23 seconds left, if they would have ran a play when Jameis uh, 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 you know, ground the ball the second time, they still could have got Will Lutz there, out there and kicked it. But let's say you, you, that, that you don't want to take a chance – and that if you, if you don't want to take a chance, you got to let the clock wind down, and, and then you uh, uh, James ground the ball uh, because it was 34, so Atlanta doesn't have a chance to even get in field goal range at the end and get the ball back. If Paul, that, you understand, uh, Longshoreman? Longshoreman, bring bring him back up real quick. Does that make sense to you, Longshoreman? It does. Thank you for uh, getting me straight on that. But what I, I was kind of curious, why don't they go ahead and run another play real quick, even if you just sneak it? Jameis Winston, sneak it and just dive forward for a co- get a couple of yards and get us a little bit closer and kill some more of the clock. So yeah, I was a little. Well, but the, the thing is that you, you're not going to kill more of the clock. What you, what you, yeah, you are going to eat up some clock, but then you got to run your, your kickoff unit out there, uh, you know. But then you could even, and you think about thirty four now, you got to trust your quarterback. Let's say you you want to get closer. I mean, not that you want to take that chance with a back shoulder throw with Jameis. But but you could uh, one two three and and throw the ball along uh, the sideline and throw it over his head, you know it's the same thing. Uh, as far as if you're trying to get a little closer, uh, as far as having a productive play, 
and, and maybe not having to rush out there at the kickoff unit. I mean, uh, the field goal unit. Longshoreman, thanks for the phone call. Paul is in Atlanta. He went to the game on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Paul, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. my shirt. I had a shirt specially made for this game, and it was crazy going into the Falcon Stadium with a shirt that read 28-3, and it, oh, wow, you got to bring up the pass. Well, the pass is what it is. You got to correct the pass. Now you're going to move forward. Now you got to add. Oh, you cut out right at the punchline. <laughs> Paul, we didn't hear you. You cut out right at the punchline. Oh, sounds I said like- it was 28 to 28 to two and a half. I made a shot. I had a shirt made 28 to three when I went to the game. And that's why why you got to bring up the pass or you got to correct the pass. Now I got to add 26 to 10 to the list. That's right. But, uh, there was hardly anybody in the game, like you said, Christian. You could have threw a rocket and hit, 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 hit no one. It, it was kind of amazing to be in a nice facility. There's hardly anybody even there. They got six fans. But. but- but the only thing, y'all got to be fair, I thought it was the crowd that was there was pretty loud. They were into on the game. On both ends, though. It was loud when the Falcons were on were on offense. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, the crowd that was there, it seems like they were into the game. Yeah, they I mean, made a lot. The six Falcons. I, I, I mean, they weren't just watching the, the game. It seemed like no, yeah, they, they, they were the cheering. Yeah. They were participating. Yeah, the six Falcons fans made a lot of noise. <laughs> Um, thanks for the phone call, Paul. Safe travels back home. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, now, Christian, some people might wonder, because this is a concern for me to, uh, you know, I mean, I know Marcus Mariota is a scrambling quarterback, and, you know, in the past we've always said this, when when the Saints have had the Falcons number, they've sacked uh, Matt Ryan uh, three times or more, and, um, you know, Cam Jordan, uh, he's sacked, he had more sacks against Atlanta than any other team, but I don't. It didn't seem like Cam Jordan didn't even came close close to the quarterback. So this is a good point. Why no pass rush? Question mark. This is from uh, fifty five ninety six. The fact that we were playing a running quarterback uh, is that we couldn't really generate a pass rush. Uh, the fact that we had to be careful, you know, to try and contain them. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you, we don't play him. But I'd be worried about our defense. Let's say in theory. Now, I'm just living in a fantasy world. It could come about. If we were playing the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl, I'd be worried. Playing like a Lamar Jackson-type quarterback. Because you, you look at Jalen Hurts. Okay. Is Jalen Hurts or, 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 Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts or, with the Eagles quarterback or Mariota, are they considered MVPs in the league? No. Is Lamar Jackson, was he an MVP in the league? He was. So I'm just saying how the Ravens win in the trenches and they have a running quarterback. You know how you have certain matchups? So, uh, and it makes sense. Well, watch, because we're going to get after Tom Brady. Why? He's not a running quarterback. So when you look at, like, uh, uh, who we're playing and opponents, I'm going to be observing that because when teams have seemed like they've ran the ball against us and we're not really setting the tone on defense, is because we're almost trying to contain that quarterback and not being as aggressive because not wanting to have those miss and give up those big plays. But uh, uh, we can go through a list. This would be a good project to do during the week. Look at all the teams, whatever, and how their quarterback style and what they do. Because right now, when you look at Marcus Mariota with the Falcons, and we're going to play him again, I I still think he's going to be the quarterback unless he gets hurt. 
And then uh, Jalen Hurts, we're playing him on New Year's Day. It might be for the postseason. Who knows? Uh, you know, what's going to come out? That, that's way down the road, January 1st. And then a quarterback, uh, you, you know, like the Ravens and, and, and Lamar Jackson. I think that's one reason why maybe we had uh, zero sacks because the style of quarterback that we were facing. Not to mention you were facing a team that you couldn't stop the run. You, you, you couldn't stop the run today. Uh, okay, and then again, who's nobody's run on us since 2017. We gave up 3.7 yards a rush, which was number one in the National Football League last year. Well, today we gave up basically five and a half yards, 5.3 yards. We gave up 201 rushing yards. Okay, you look like a, a, a guy, Marcus Mariota. He had, you might say, well, he's not as prolific a passer. But basically, you know what? He had 300 yards of offense. He had 72 yards rushing, and then he had 215 yards passing. Now, and, and it, now he has to protect the foot. Didn't throw any picks. You know, no interceptions. He had a costly fumble. Yeah, yeah, he had that. Yeah, exactly the fumble. But those quarterbacks, that's like, man, we got it. We got sacked four times. We got to get out to the post quarterback. But it makes sense the style of quarterback that we're playing. And watch, it might be night and day. Now, Tom Brady will get rid of the ball quick. And be accurate, but you're not worrying about him running all around. And so, it'll be interesting to see uh, how our defense plays. Because right now, uh, and, and the betters are going to end up looking at this and all the gamblers and all how this comes about. What is the Saints' defense going to do against a, a, a running quarterback? The capabilities of what you see in the NFL, like a Marcus Mariota, Jalen Hurts, or obviously the best of the best, Lamar Jackson. It's the point after Saints win 27-26. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. It's the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after, Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick, the Saints win over the Atlanta Falcons, 27-26. to Here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network, we have more caller audio from 92.9 The Game, our sister station. Some callers reacting to the Falcons blowing a big lead again. Like he feels, where is management? Here I am. I'm a working class man. I'm a 911 operator. You know, birthday yesterday, I dropped 300, close to 400 bucks to come down there to see the same thing. I hadn't been to a Falcon game since 2019 when they made Ryan Tannehill look like the second coming of Joe Montana. This organization has made us the fan base, the everyday people who aren't insulated in their offices in Flowery Branch and who are numb to the criticism from everyday folks. A football team galvanizes your community. But when your community is over and over again, so now the new narrative is 26 to 10 instead of 28 to 3. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's how I fired up. Uh, you don't find too many of those passionate Falcons fans. No, you it, it, like, yeah, well, but it's, not passionate. It sounds like the Atlanta version of Miss Carroll. Yeah. Uh, no, she was like, man, I spend my hard-earned dollars. want to support my team. You might say, oh, well, that was a long time ago. No, uh, Christian, that just happened, 26 to 10. So, yeah. you know, it's not something that happened last year, year before. Oh, that, that was a while back. No, that just happened. I mean. Hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Not just like last and uh, week, Christian. I was thinking ago. about uh, uh, the three quarterbacks. I think that could hurt the Saints, like how we play defense, and uh, and I'd be interested to see how we'd stop them. Uh, would be we all know about uh, 
about uh, with uh, with the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Okay, and how they've had two games basically rush for 500 yards. We're going to play them on New Year's. Then you look in the AFC. If we ever had to play the Buffalo Bills. You did last year. You got spanked. And, but Josh Allen, uh, I was watching how uh, he runs and how aggressive like and how big and talented. And, and him and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think with the Ravens and the Bills, uh, th- that we wouldn't match up well. I'm just in theory. Now, we went to the Super Bowl and we're playing them. I, I, I would say uh, – we better be clicking on offense because uh, I, I think our, our defense, the way we've been structured uh, to stop people, uh, we might struggle. We'll squeeze in a phone call here. Um, Bottle Man on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking tax lines. You're on the Community Caf- Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. It's the point after. Hey, fellas. How y'all doing, man? Good. Thank you. I just want to send a shout-out to, to, to Michael Thomas, man, for stepping up as a leader. You know, like y'all was talking about the Mario Davis today. It takes it takes it takes the village to raise the child. So we have a young team with all the old heads and the new breeds. But everyone that comes, Tyra got a fumble today. Everybody that's a part of the gumbo pot, some have my they're up, they're up stepping up in the play today. So coach coach Dennis Allen made a irrational call, but he still took care of his business as a coach. So one down, one more to go. We got. Well, well, the yeah, bottom man, you know, yeah. as much as Michael Thomas, uh, to me, you know, we got to give a lot of credit to is Jarvis Landry. I mean, here's Jarvis Landry's first game in a Saints uniform, and he averages 16 and a half yards a reception, seven catches, 114 yards. Uh, I mean, you talk about consistency. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better than that when you're truly breaking it down. And you know why I bring that up, bottom man, and Christian? Because, you know, as far as consistency, who was one and two as of late? You know, Michael Thomas from 16 to 19, you remember he is the player with the most receptions through a player's first four seasons surpassing, guess what? His current Saints teammate, Jarvis Landry. This is NFL history. You know, he's the only player through his first four campaigns, that means Michael Thomas, to have over 400 receptions and 5,000 receiving yards. Again, if you look at it, uh, you know who's one and two, and they're on the Saints. Michael Thomas had 510 receptions. Jarvis Landry, 481, 32 touchdowns to 26. Well, look, look at Jarvis Landry, uh, how he stepped up and lived up to that consistency, what he's done throughout the NFL. Jarvis Landry, you look at all the great LSU receivers and all coming out, Odell Beckham, all and all that. Who's more consistent than Jarvis Landry in, in, in the National Football League. Who's hard been to find. More, hard to find. The, 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 Christian, there isn't no one. Uh, you could say whatever you want. There's nobody uh, better than Jarvis Landry, a former LSU receiver, what they've done in the NFL to start their career and where they're at. He's Bobby Bear. I'm Christian Garrick. This is The Point After here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on The Point After as we wrap up, Bobby, we did some quick math during a break. 7.9 billion people on this planet. You got sixteen hundred roughly that play in the NFL. Point zero zero two percent of humans play in the NFL. Think about that. You know how hard that is. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at franchise quarterbacks, not a starting quarterback. When you talk about truly like franchise, that's why people poo-poo Kirk Cousins. You know, they joke with him first cousins, whatever, or the quarterback for the Vikings. No, he's a legit starter. Like right now. 
You know, they're up with Green Bay 20-7 to with eight minutes left, and I'm watching the throws that he's making. He might be the one receiver he's throwing to. He might end up being the best of the bunch coming out of LSU, <laughs> that being Justin Jefferson. But going into his ninth season, Jarvis Landry, I, I think, is about as good as it gets at the NFL level. And uh, But it, it just goes to show you, I think, the Vikings, like they were saying, I forgot where I heard this. If, if you'd put Aaron Rodgers – like on the on the Vikings roster uh. right now that that they'd be picked like uh, uh, like favorites to represent the NFC. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think Kirk Cousins um, could do what it takes uh, to help the Vikings get over the top. All right, I apologize to all the callers that are still on hold. We're not going to be able to get to you. Call Bobby and, and Mike tomorrow on a yep. on the uh, second guest show at Silver Slipper. They'll be on starting at four o'clock. This was fun. It was nerve-wracking. Saints win, though, 27-26 over the Atlanta Falcons. That's a wrap for the point after on our Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. We'll see you uh, again on Monday. The coaches show tomorrow as well with Dennis Allen. Yeah, um, well, with Dennis Allen, uh, we have a few questions for him as far as uh, second-guessing him. And, uh, and uh, the bottom line is uh, it's always easier to correct your mistakes and, or I should say, whether you win or lose, but when the locker room is a lot better when you win, then you can break it down. It's like double time getting whacked when you lose and you still got to correct those mistakes. Saints win 27-26. You can hear the Falcon tears from here. Bobby, do you think, man? All right. Bon nuit, les Good night, people. Who that? Go, Saints. Go. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.